Welcome to You Are Not A Goat. If you want to follow your passion and do what you love, this is the podcast for you. Without further ado, here's your host, Slimy Zions. Hello and welcome to You Are Not A Goat. My name is Shlemy Zients and I'm your host. Welcome back to the show. It's been a long time since we've done an episode. A lot has happened. There is a lot of craziness going on right now in America. Obviously, we're all aware of the terrible thing that happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis where he was killed by a police officer. The whole United States is up in arms about this right now. There are protests all over, rioting, looting. Unfortunately, numerous people have died, including police officers. Just a really crazy situation, which brings us into this week's episode. I hope you all are safe. I hope everyone's staying safe from the riots and protests, staying safe from the coronavirus, and in general, up to good things. Uh, This week we have Jerry Wayne. Now, if you don't know who he is, I suggest you stop listening to the podcast right now, go into the show notes, and there's going to be a link to a YouTube video that explains who Jerry Wayne is. Well, basically, I'll tell you, but if you want to learn more, you can watch the video before we go into the interview. So Jerry Wayne is this uh, auto worker. He was working in an auto factory, I believe, in Michigan a couple months back. Joe Biden came to his factory for a visit on a campaign stop, and he asked Joe Biden a question about guns, and Joe Biden attacked him, uh, verbally, obviously. And it went viral in the media. The next day or two days later, he became, you know, Jerry Wynn became this sort of well-known figure in the news because of his interaction with Joe Biden. Now, the reason I'm bringing this all together right now, we actually did the interview a couple of weeks ago, but the reason I'm bringing it together right now is because we are in the midst of a very uh, painful and sort of crazy time in the United States. There is a lot of violence in the streets, and that is because of the protests and what's going on. Um, unfortunately, people have lost their lives. People have lost their livelihoods. People have lost their businesses. You know, it's it's crazy that in America you can work for 30, 40 years to build up a business, and then in one night a bunch of protesters, or they're not protesters, they're looters and rioters, can come in and literally destroy your livelihood. That is a crazy thing. And... Um, Obviously, I support the peaceful protesters. I support the mission to try to bring an end to police brutality. I generally support the police. I think what they do is wonderful. And they're always putting their lives in danger, running towards the bullets, not away from the bullets. You know, the police are awesome. But every now and then, there's a bad cop who does something terrible, as in the case of George Floyd. And, of course, I do support the protesters, but all this lie, uh, all this looting and rioting and violence is uncalled for and should not be acceptable. In America, the gun issue is a very popular issue. People are always fighting about whether people should have guns, should not have guns, should the police only have guns. There's the Second Amendment, obviously, which guarantees every U.S. citizen the right to own a weapon, provided that they are not a criminal. And in the past few years, the gun debate has been very hot, specifically with people uh, who lean more towards the liberal side, the democratic side, and they want to take away certain kinds of firearms from law-abiding citizens. One of the arguments that they often say is, 
you know, if you're in trouble, you can just call the police. They're only a phone call away. But what we've seen in the past few days is that the police are not just a phone call away. People have called the police to report that looters were destroying their businesses and the police did not show up. Uh, you know, in some cases, perhaps there's negligence. But in other cases, they're afraid for their lives and they don't want to escalate situations. So the police do not come. That's a big problem. If you are somebody who's worried about your safety and security during this time and all the time, then you know the Constitution does guarantee you the right to have a firearm. I'm not trying to push you in any specific direction You know, when it comes to politics, voting. That's for you to decide. I'm independent. You can decide whatever you want. When it comes to the gun issue, I feel that it's important for people to know that the police cannot always come to your help. They can always be there for you. Although they're wonderful and they'd like to be there for you, it's not always the case. So without further ado, we're going to get into this interview with Jerry Wayne. Check it out. Hey, Jerry, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah. Um, well, I am a Michigander, born and raised. I grew up hunting, fishing, you know, loving wildlife and stuff like that. I've uh, spent a lot of time with my grandfather in the woods, and he, he taught me quite a few things growing up. I, uh, I went to a high school called Belleville High School, uh, just a little high school in a uh, small city. I then... Once I was done with that, I got into an apprenticeship for the millwrights, and that all pretty much led me up to where we're at now. And you currently work where? Oh, right now I'm not working anywhere because the plant I was working at during that whole Joe Biden incident has uh, closed down because of the coronavirus. Oh, really? Okay, so you were working at a at a car manufacturing plant. That is correct. Which company? Um, uh, I've, I've been asked to not say which company I've, I've been working for, so I'm going to respect that, okay. but I can tell you what plant I was at. I was at an FCA plant, which is a Chrysler plant. I understand. Okay. So you're working there just a regular day. Everything's fine. And you find out that Joe Biden, the former vice president is coming to visit. That is correct. Yep. And can you tell me a little bit about what happened that day? Yeah, sure. So I came into work just like any other day. Seven o'clock, we have a safety meeting uh, or a pre-job meeting to tell us what's going on for the day. Right. And they they said, hey, you know, we have Joe Biden coming in at 930. It was about two and a half hours removed from what time it was. And we all went to work just like a regular old day. But in, in my mind, I'm like, OK, I might have an opportunity to ask this man a question. So I took, some, took a little bit of time and started writing drafts down of a question I wanted to ask. And I, I kind of, I, I got one that I liked a lot, you know, that I think was to the point. I wanted to word it to where it was kind of short, sweet, to the point. I didn't want to just be blabbling. Right. And uh, we went over to the to the area where he was going to be coming in, and I got this apprentice with me. He's about six foot five. And I was like, hey, man, you got to make sure I get to the front of the line, you know. And he goes, yeah, no problem. And he, he made sure I got up to the front. And uh, Joe Biden came in, and he started uh say things on a megaphone, you know, pro-union this, and, you know, like just pretty much just saying the regular politician stuff. He started to make his rounds and shake people's hands, and uh, he finally came up to me, and I started to ask the question, and you can pretty much see the rest of what happened on the video. Right, so tell me, what, what was the question you asked, and what did he tell you? 
Well, I can paraphrase the question. I can't say I know it by heart. Um, so I asked like two questions, really. The first question I asked was, uh, you know, we're working really well right now as a union, union guys, you know, we're putting a lot of hours down, putting a lot of money in our pensions, and he wants to come in here and get the union vote. Well, he wants, uh, but the question I asked was, how is he going to make it better for us? Right. How is he going to make the union do better than what we're doing right now? Because we're doing really well. So I wanted to see what his plan was with that, but it kind of skipped over that. What the other question was, you know, he's, he's splitting a demographic between the union worker and um, a two-way two activists, or at least, you know, people that are gun enthusiasts. So that's a lot of people that are union workers are also gun enthusiasts. So I just wanted to ask him, hey, you know, how do you plan on getting both of our votes when he's trying to actively take away our guns? Mm -hmm. And you saw how he responded there. Yeah, so he basically told me that you're, you're, he said you're a lying piece of bleep and anything else? Yeah, you know, and then, uh, I mean, you can see in the videos, you know, the, the subtitles and stuff like that. But the subtitles, I think, are quite accurate to what he was actually saying. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he, he kind of just went, went off the deep end. Uh, and I didn't want to, I, I think that he was kind of like pushing the agenda to, to make it more confrontational. And I didn't want to be, I don't want to, to adhere to that. You know, that's not what I was there for. I was there to get an answer to something. I wasn't there to just sit there and argue with somebody and and, and push push an issue that is, counterproductive right and were you surprised by his response or were you expecting him to get like that like i was very surprised i didn't think it's uh pretty i didn't think it was appropriate for a vice president to talk that way especially all you did was ask him a simple question uh right i mean be that as it may i am a construction worker and it is just a language um i i he must know that you know there's media around and stuff like that and you probably don't want to say that for children's sake um, but I was more shocked at the fact that he actually wanted to answer my question. I thought he was going to just go around it, but he didn't. He answered it. And for, and for that, you know, but that's good for him. I, I have nothing against him with that. He actually stood up and answered the question and he could have went around it. But I think he dug himself a hole at the same time. Um, and and that, that's good for America to see what, you know, what his actual issues are. You know, they uh, he, what his actual stance is, because that wasn't a premeditated answer. That was something that he had to think off the top of his head. And you, you can see what how his mind is thinking, you know, off the top of his head. Right. So you basically you asked him if he was going to take away your guns. And he said no. But then he said, if you have an AR-14, which, by the way, does not exist, there's no such gun. Right. Then uh, then that I will take away. Is that correct? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Right. And, and were you a gun owner before this? Absolutely. You were. Did you have an AR-14 before this? Uh, no, I don't think anybody had an AR-14. But uh, I, I have an AR-14 now, I'll tell you that. Right, so what have, you went out and bought a gun that day? Uh, actually, I had, uh, it was, I think that was the next day, I believe. And I had uh, the person actually, a uh, company actually gifted it to me. Oh, that's cool. I saw this video, like they, they imprinted Joe Biden's face on it with the quote. Yes, that was the same. That was the same company. Yeah, and then I had another. I had another company give me another gun, and uh, it's there's been there's quite a few people that want to give me things. I will tell you that, and and it's uh it's I I feel I'm very thankful for that. Wow, and this is a bit of a personal question, but I'll ask you. And if you, you know if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to answer. Are you sure. a uh, Republican or a Democrat, independent? Where do you stand politically? Um, I stand, I like to say, you know, right center. I don't, I, I, I like right of center. Excuse me, that's the wrong terminology. I am, I like to say right on top of center is the okay. way I should say it. Um, okay, I so I, 
I, I don't like to go left or right. I, I'm not part of a certain demographic. I, I, you know, I'm an individual thinker, and the, the demographics are being stretched so far now that it's hard to pick and choose which one you actually want to be a part of. And when you do pick a demographic that you want to be a part of, you are then labeled part of that demographic, and, and people don't want to hear your ideology. So I, I, I would, I'm respectfully going to decline to say where I am because I don't really feel as if I fit anywhere. You know, I'm just an American, and I'm a, I'm a person that loves the Constitution, and I'm willing to push the issue for the for our Second Amendment to, to save what our God-given rights are. Right. And uh, do you feel that sort of the mainstream Democratic Party at this point is, is walking away from the Constitution? Um, well, that, like if, if we're going to take uh, Mr. Joe Biden uh, with the way he's going about things, then yes, I will say I will say things like that. That there's definitely I'm not going to speak that all democratic democratic uh, politicians are doing this exact same thing, but there definitely seems to be some type of motion to be pushing towards getting rid of our our rights for sure. Yeah, but Joe Biden is not uh, on the fringe. He's like he's the center of the party. He was under Barack Obama, and he was. You know, Hillary Clinton worked in their administration as well. This is the mainstream Democratic Party. It's not like AOC and Bernie. This is uh, pretty much the mainstream. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right about that. But to, to label an entire demographic that they're all pushing that motive is the, is the same thing that they're trying to do to the opposite side. You know, like say like, oh, you like the NRA. And then they're like, oh, well, you are now a racist and stuff like that. They're labeling people based on their demographic, I like to look at people more as individuals, regardless of what side of the road, which side of the line that they're on. If they say that they're Democrats, that's fine. They might have other beliefs than what, than what they're saying is like they're, they're pushing to take away our gun. You know, like the, if we had to look at people more as if they're individuals than just part of a demographic party. I see. Okay. And tell me about the moment when you went viral. So this thing happened. Um, did it immediately go viral? What, tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think right after it happened, I just went right back to work. You know, I didn't really think much of it. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. And then uh, I didn't have a, much of a signal at work either. I couldn't really figure out what was going on. But I had people coming up to me and telling me, like, hey, man, this is going viral and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. I thought it was, like, you know, a couple hundred to a couple thousand views or something or, or you know, like, just the fact that it happened. I didn't even know that they edited it and, and put the video out already. They did that very quickly, actually. Um, and... Towards the end of the day, uh, I got news that it was the number one trending uh, video on Twitter or something like that. And I, they, the people were freaking out because I, I, it beat out the coronavirus, you know. Wow. And I was, I was pretty, pretty shocked at that and that it was that big of a deal, which, which is kind of uh, another underlying issue. The, the fact that someone, that, that, that I said something is that big of an issue raises a red flag on where we stand as Americans. What do you mean by that? Well, all I did was be myself. And, and, if, and, if, and if my being myself is that big of an issue, that means a lot of people are having a hard time standing up to say what they believe in. You know, that, that people, you have all these people now that if you, if you stand up for what you believe in, they want to hurt you. You know, I'm not saying that it's like these politicians or anything like that, but there, there's, there's definitely some demographic out there to say, hey, if you say this, like we're, we're going to harm you. And that's not okay. That's that's where America's moving right now, and and that's something I'm advocating for is to is to push people to stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. So I maybe I read this wrong, but when I was watching this footage and the outrage that followed, 
What I was seeing was more people upset at Joe Biden for the way he treated you. I didn't see many people attacking you, but I could be wrong. No, no, no. Um, at first, when I, when I first got done with that questionnaire, um, I, I wasn't really loved around the, like, the people that were around me, you know, because the way they see it is that there are a lot of union guys there. They, they see it is that I'm attacking somebody that they're going to vote for or possibly vote for, and they don't like that. But once they learned what the question was that I asked, I started to get a lot more um, a love around the area, you know, because like I asked something that was pro-union and, and I'm worried about our union and I want us to do well. Um, but yeah, um, I'd say most of the uh, most of the underground media, I should say, has done a very good job. Or e even some of the mainstream uh, did, did a good job with uh, with what actually transpired there. But there are definitely some media outlets that uh, cut up the video to make it seem like it wasn't as bad as it actually was. And, and I'm, I'm no person to say how bad it actually was or anything. It's just everybody can use their own opinion on, on what they think about the situation. Mm -hmm. And so when you say people around your area, do you mean people at work or people in your neighborhood? I'd say mostly at work. Yeah. Okay. Was there anything from your superiors or that was, or they didn't get involved? Um, yeah, there was some stuff from my superiors. Yeah. Wow. That's tough. So what happened? Yeah. Did you, oh. did you leave work? Cause I, I, I'm pretty sure you said something like you're, you're taking some time off or what, what happened then after you went viral? Um, well, I, I took, I took like two days off just, just two. Cause, uh, I had so many interviews and stuff to do and, and not that I had to do them, but I felt as if it was important. Mm -hmm. And at the same at the same time, you know, there's little birdies that are coming up to me and saying, "Hey, you know, you got to watch your back and things like that." So at the same time, I was fearing for my safety. Um, I did, I, so I wanted to let it settle down for a little bit, and I, it did. It definitely did not settle down by the time I came back. Um, I thought it, I thought it would have settled down more, but it didn't. So I went to work that day thinking that it was going to be hell to pay, and but but I faced it like a man, and which which I think that I wouldn't be giving much of an example to people if I would have just, you know, run away from the, the issue. So I, sh I showed up to do my job and lo and behold, I was actually uh, greeted there with a lot of love and people wanted to shake my hand and take a picture with me and stuff like that. So I guess it just, it, it pays to, to stand your ground, you know? Yeah. And what's it like to go viral? How did your life change? That's a very good question. Um, I'd say it's been, I don't know how long it's been now. Do you know how long it's been? About two, two, three weeks or so, so far? Probably about two um, weeks, yeah. Two weeks, okay. So it's, it's been a whirlwind um, of constant interviews and, and, and people want to know what's going on and they also want to know what's going to happen in the future and stuff like that. And, you know, I got thrown into this. I, I don't say I have a concrete plan for anything. I do have a, a motive, you know, to, to do things and to help people. And there seems to be a lot of people behind me that want to do that. And it's, you feel like you're underneath a microscope, you know, like on, on Twitter, you know, tw I think it's Twitter. Yeah. I have like over 12,000 followers already. That happened very quickly. And uh, wow. for somebody that like didn't even have a Twitter, you know, yeah. so there's definitely, there's definitely some people out there that, that are wanting to hear what I say. So I'm, I'm not only do I feel like I'm underneath a microscope that everybody's watching what I'm doing at the same time, I'm on a pedestal to where or a, a platform, if you will, that actually people want to hear what I say. And that's very new for me. And I'm still, I, I'd be lying if I said I'm not still trying to get used to it, you know. But, yeah, think about it. I'm, I'm still just a normal guy. I still have a normal life to live, you know, and, and I have a family to take care of. So it's, 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 I'm still getting used to it. Um, 
but I want to do the best I can with the platform that I have for the, for the American people. I'll tell you that. Right. And you've been on, you've been on a lot of media. Like what, what shows have you been on? I could not even, I could not list them all. There's, there's no way I'm pretty much trying to do everything that I can, especially for these smaller podcasts, you know, because I think these smaller podcasts are very important because I think that they are what hold up. They're, 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 they're the, the conflict of the mainstream media. The, the mainstream media it has been misconstrued for years now. And, and that's why I believe that the civilians, the, that are wanting to do the news. I think that a lot of their hearts are in the right place. So that that's kind of the stream I'm trying to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the bigger shows, I was on shows like, well, I was on Fox and Friends. That was pretty much my, my biggest one. I was on Dave Rubin. Uh, oh, yeah. I was on Glenn, Glenn Beck. Um, uh, who is it? Um, uh, Tom, Tom Gresham. Um, so yeah, there, there's, there's some big names out there that, that I've been on, you know? Um, and there's some, there's a, quite a few other shows that are, are looking to get me on too. Right. Um, so they're at least, at least rumored to do so. So we'll see. And then I saw you did something with the NRA. There was a video where you, uh, explained what happened. And can you talk about that? Oh yeah, for sure. So the NRA contacted me quite quickly actually. And they wanted to do a video. I didn't know anything about it, you know, but they, they, they flew out to do a video with me and they had some type of template of, of things, you know, but I, I, with my girlfriend and I, we went through and we, we, changed a lot of it because like i, I don't want to they weren't trying to push me to do anything they wanted to make sure that i was okay with the message you know and the message that i don't want to go out there and, and say things like you know like you know guns first before everything else and all this stuff like i i kind of want to push push love and compassion out you know uh, as well as our rights you know but the thing is is if if we just stay on one side of something it's we're not going to go forward we need to bring this country together and as well as stand up for our rights, you know. So that that's that's the mo- the, the movement I'm, I'm moving towards, you know. Yeah. And what do you see in the future? Maybe a book or a, a YouTube channel for you, a, a TV show. What do you think uh, you're going to do with all this? Oh, that's a, that's an interesting. Um, I, I've gotten that question a few times. Um, I I believe I I am starting to write a book actually I, I don't know how well it will do anything but i do believe that i have some things that i i could say that i think some people would would grab onto um i'm not the smartest man in the world but i think i do have a different type of mindset than than the than a lot of people but i, I at the same time i think people do have the same mindset they just don't they're not aware of it yet so i i i wish i could talk more about it but i can't because i'm just i'm just now starting it and i've never written a book before Right. Um, so, so bear with me on that. Uh, I don't know how long this will take or like, cause I want to make sure that I'm, I'm putting my words in the right places and, I, and I'm trying to say a good message. You know, I don't want to, I, I don't want to just write a book just to write a book. Um, as well as, yeah, uh, YouTube, I'm trying to get on that as well. I'll probably be, I'm trying to start that. Don't quote me on here. I'm trying to start that, uh, this week, but I'm not very tech savvy. So uh, as well as uh, doing all these interviews and stuff, I'm still trying to figure out the social media platforms, which I'm very new to, I don't know how to post videos on Twitter or Instagram or anything. So I'm still, I'm still learning and, and I'm, I'm trying to do this nonstop. So it's, uh, it, it's difficult, but I think it's worth it. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Now, uh, Oh, thank you. Just for you know the sake of Corona, what's going on right now, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty out there and people are hoarding all sorts of stuff. The, you know, some States are letting criminals out of jail, do you think it's an important time for people to get protected uh, you know, through the means of a firearm? Um, yes, I do. 
I, I, I do believe that. But at the same time, I also believe that these people are hoarding and stuff like that. Um, they, they're worried that the government won't be there to take care of them. These are the same people that are wanting to take care of themselves in their own community. I, I can't speak for everybody, but that's, that's what I'm seeing. You know, people that want to prepare, they want to take care of their loved ones and, and themselves. And so they're going out to do the extra effort. And I, in a sense, I'm not, I'm not advocating to tell people to go out and hoard at whatsoever. But I am trying to tell people that if you need something, don't go out and try to steal it. If you ask somebody, chances are they'll just give it to you because that's what, that's what America's built on. We're built on helping each other out. And I think that this should be a big wake-up call to everybody in the United States that thinks that the government will be able to help them with everything because they can't. When it comes down to it, it's the community that's going to help. So I, hopefully this is just a wake-up call. Right. And are you allowed to uh, carry in Michigan? Yeah. Are you allowed to carry at work? Um, no. Wow. Are you worried for your safety at all? I'm a word for my safety. I think everybody should be worried for their safety. You know, there's a lot going on right now. But, you know, um, <laughs> I, I, I think that we are in a world pandemic. I think, uh, yeah, everybody should be worried for their safety and their safety for our loved ones. So we got to do everything we can to, to help each other out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the last question would be this. If you could meet anybody throughout history, alive or dead, who would you have wanted to meet? Anybody throughout history, alive or dead? That is a very good question. Um, I honestly, he's, he's actually currently alive, but he's going through an issue right now. Um, Jordan Peterson, he is an absolute hero of mine, and I think that he is the Socrates of our, of our time. Mm-hmm. So I think that he would have a very good understanding of the current situation that we're in. He does have a very good understanding, and um, I, I look up to him in a very, very big way. So. I if, I wish him the very best. You know, right. he, he understands more things in his mind than any of us could ever dream of. So, yeah, I think I could learn a lot from him if I actually had to sit down with him for sure. Well, I bet your your new friends, uh, Dave Rubin and Glenn Beck, might be able to make that happen. Uh, yeah, but the thing is that he, he is undergoing some issues right now. He's, right, he's right. recovering from some stuff, you know. Yeah, I, his I wife can is say, well. <clears throat> yeah, I can, uh, I can say that I have... Uh, you know, I know what it's like to be, to, to go so deep in, in your own mind that you're not sure if you can get out. And, and I can't even scratch the surface of what he can comprehend. So I can only imagine what he's going through right now. So I do wish him the absolute best. And uh, if he ever does get good and get back to 100%, I would be absolutely honored to speak with him. And uh, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm, Dave Rubin has uh, said he would personally uh, shout out to him, you know, so uh That'd be great, you know. Okay, well, I do hope that he gets better, and I hope it works out for you. Thank you so much for taking your time to come on the show, and uh, good luck with everything you do. Looking forward to seeing that book, the YouTube videos, and whatever else you have in stock. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. That was Jerry Wayne. It was an interesting conversation, not the usual kind of podcast that we do, but I did find it interesting and I thought I'd share it with you guys. Um, Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in for this. I really appreciate you and keep sending in the feedback. I love hearing from everybody 
if you do message me either on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Husidel, that's C-H-U-S-I-D-E-L, or on YouTube or email youarenotagoat at gmail.com. However you try to contact me, I will, God willing, answer every single message because I love hearing from you guys. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us please leave us a five-star review on iTunes Store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And check out my YouTube channel. Lots of cool stuff, exciting new travel videos every single week. Look forward to hearing from you guys. And we will see you next week. Be well, stay safe, stay smart. You are not a goat. You are not a goat. The podcast for you.